You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm the youngest sister. I'm here in the Wondery Sunset Studios, and I'm happy to welcome back to my (laughs) podcast. I mean, our podcast. (laughs) Our podcast. Uh, My sisters, Liz Dolan and Julie Dolan, welcome back from Argentina. Thank you, Leanne. This is Liz. I'm in the Wondery Studio with Leanne, and it's true. Julie and I were away in Argentina for two weeks, but we survived, right, Jewel? And we're here today to tell the tale. We have some tales. Hi, this is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Liz, I think it's a good thing we came back because Lynn was doing a pretty good job without us, you know. So, uh, but we've got some stories to tell you, Lynn, and we're happy to be back. Yeah, yes. I can't wait to hear all your tales. You're actually going to do a two-part series on your trip to That's Patagonia. Correct. So mm-hmm. this week we're going to hear all about the wet, the wild, the wild, and the wilderness. Really right? about elements, Patagonia. Leanne. Yeah, it's all about the elements. Believe mm-hmm. me, we saw your Instagram shots, and Sheila kept texting me, this looks awful. <laughs> this trip looks awful. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, so, but I think you're going to tell me the opposite, that yeah. it was not awful. Well, for us, but you you might not have enjoyed it in the same way that we did. It's, all, it's very personal, these things. All right. We have some news stories, too, that we're going to cover. Uh, remember a couple weeks ago when we said, we don't care about these big-time celebrity divorces. We yeah. don't know these people. Jeff Bezos, who cares, right? That's what we said. Now we care. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, we have a Satellite Sisters sports desk Mm -hmm. on entertaining sisters. We have some breaking news about the next generation of Satellite Sisters. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're very talented. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I know. It is. They're they're catching up to us, really. we got to stay sharp. You think they passed us? Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe. I think you're right. Uh... And I think uh, that's it. And it's yeah. a new list, but okay. it's a but, full show. But first, Leanne, we want to wish you happy Valentine's Day. You know, the, the day before Valentine's Day is just for, you know, female friends to kind of honor each other. So all the way around to everyone listening, happy Valentine's Day from your Satellite Sisters. But as a special thank you for covering for us the last two weeks yes. with a couple of backup sisters. It's good that you, it was so fun to hear Sheila and Monica on the show. Anyway, Julie and I did a little shopping for you. Uh, Julie, yes. Julie did do most of the shopping, but she did shopper. most of the shopping. Yeah, you're a good Liz, shopper. Liz stopped me from shopping at one point, but we'll get to that part of the story. <laughs> we okay. will get to that. So, okay, first thing I want to say about Argentina, excellent shopping bags at all the stores, right, Jewel? Yes. Like, yeah, superior quality. Yes, that, that you know, I think everybody has a good shopping bag collection at home. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, and uh, bags from Argentina go right to the head of the list. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna not just hand you the whole bag. I'm gonna give you this stuff Ooh. one at a this oh, one at a time. Stuff. So there's stuff. So Julie, oh, the first thing cute. I'm handing over is the I'll just call it the little woolen thing you bought. So <laughs> it's not a woolen thing. It's a woolen bowl, Leon. Okay. Wow. It's made. It, it is an artisan craft thing. I knew you would appreciate I this, Leon. In Patagonia, there are a lot of sheep. So guess what? There's a lot of wool, and oh. it used to be like the wool capital of the world, a way way back. But they still have quite a nice artisan crafts made of wool blankets, um, you know, uh, and this I thought was very unusual, Leanne, 
because it uses natural dyes. You see, it's a colored wool bowl. Isn't mm-hmm. that pretty? It is. Absolutely and I thought beautiful. that would be, look very nice in your guest room. You could fill it with tchotchkes mm-hmm. and soap and sundries. And just to get you started, I, we gave you some glacier soap, Leanne. Ooh. Smell that. Okay, Joel. We do have a lot of glacier news coming later in the show, so you're going to really appreciate the glacierness of it, you know, in about 30 minutes. And I have no idea how they make soap from glaciers, Leanne. I didn't read that on the uh, part of the package, (laughs) but it smelled so good, I thought you would uh, like it. So uh, there you have it. It's a multicolored woolen bowl, and it has some beautiful little metal medallions on the front of it. So I think it uh, it should find a very nice place in your home. That's what yes, I think. Yes, for sure. And I will Instagram this and yeah. Facebook it for people because it is really stunning. I, I'm actually thinking in my office because I have a very colorful office. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, you really. can put what that. I knew you would like that, Thank Liam. You, so, yes. Uh, I like to do gift hat. shopping. Sometimes we, I got that at the hotel gift shop, Liam, because oh. sometimes, sometimes they have good connections with local, local artists and artisans. And uh, I think sometimes you get a really good quality, less touristy kind of thing. So I thought this was unusual and unique, like you, Leanne, Thank and I knew you. you would appreciate it. It's really okay. buttering me up. Next thing is really the bigger item. Oh. Uh, when we think of you, we think of a statement necklace. Yes. And so here you go. Oh, this is wow. also quite unusual. Again, hard to do in audio, but we will yeah. Instagram this. Oh, this. It is it is a gorgeous, you know, big statement kind of silken woven necklace oh my that gosh. we that we bought now, it in Buenos Aires Rachel wow not only in Buenos Aires, we bought it in this super cool neighborhood that Liz took us to, which is Palermo Soho. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the Soho neighborhood. And this, it's, it's a series of navy blue, of different color blue discs. And Leanne, I know you're wearing a lot of uh, blue lately. Yes. So we thought this would work. And that, but that, this design, we saw that repeated uh, in a number of shops in a number, number of places. So I feel like it's a really hot design. Yeah. And that you will be bringing this to L.A. and you can wear that both. You know, it will look good uh, all dressed up or it will look great with jeans mm-hmm. as well. Dress so, it up, dress it, it down. It looks great with your headphones. Yeah. It looks really good. I put it right on. With your shawl Isn't and Isn't that headphones. pretty? It's I thought really you liked beautiful. that. Yeah. Okay. So here's the controversy, Leanne. Uh, again, uh, this is the land of woven woolen products in Argentina. That's what they're known for. So, of course, I found you uh, uh, this Absolutely beautiful. I would call it breathtaking uh, uh, woolen throw. It was grays and white and it was soft and it was comfortable and it had beautiful fringe on it. I mean, it really was a statement throw. And I said, Liz, this is the perfect gift. And Liz totally vetoed it, Leanne, because she said it was too bulky to take back. I vetoed it based on volume. I, w- I didn't know where I was going to fit it in my luggage. I'm the one that had to carry these pieces back. Right. So it was a big, beautiful, I will admit, but very bulky blanket that I just, I just, like, I didn't think I had enough baggage <laughs> capacity. So uh, it was controversial at the time. My friend Judy, who was with us, was also very pro blanket. I will say she that she was pro blanket. It was it was two against one, but Liz, <laughs> but I won. Liz put her foot down. She wouldn't take it, so we had to go in a totally different direction. So that's why you got the lovely statement necklace. It's gorgeous. Yes, yes. I love because it because it wasn't bulky, right, Liz? 
But okay, you can see I'm you over it, Lee, and I don't have any resentment towards it. And I think it's a it's a very nice gift. Okay, two other. These are two little notebooks I bought for you. We were one is a neighborhood in Buenos Aires called La Boca, and the other one is El Chatan. So there are pictures on these little notebooks. But you're a writer. I figure you always need a little notebook with you. So some very cute little notebooks. I love notebooks. And then I, do. I love them. The final item. Um, is just a sticker you can put anywhere. It just says <laughs> Vientos Patagonicas. And it is basically the Patagonian wind. It's a emblem of like, a palm tree being blown <laughs> in the wind. That is and funny. It is very fun. People who have been to Patagonia will get a huge laugh out of that. <laughs> but even people who haven't been will be, I think they'll find it provocative. <laughs> That's good. I love it. So you, you can guys, put that all back in this so little. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Wow. Yeah, well, you are very welcome, Lee, and thank you for letting us go on our great you, adventure. You're welcome. That's <laughs> yeah, so, fantastic. So thank much, you. much more detail on our trip later on. But first, there were some news stories breaking while we were gone, so we wanted to tackle a few of those. Yeah, did you know every woman in America is running for president? I don't know if <laughs> Yay! <you> Yay! <laughs> I said, Pretty come on. Everyone's more. in. Everyone's in. I'm for that. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's I like in. having a range of choices. Yeah. Uh, but as you mentioned, we had several weeks ago uh, taken a firm stand that we were that the Bezos divorce was just not something we were interested in at all. So right. today we are officially rescinding that announcement because, wow, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Wow. Uh, so here's what happened last week in an explosive tell all blog post. Jeff Bezos accused the publisher of the National Enquirer of trying to extort him. So, you know, in case you're not following along, Bezos is the billionaire founder and CEO of Amazon. He is allegedly the richest man in the world because he owns 16% of Amazon stock. But here's what he posted just on his on a blog last week. Something unusual happened to me today. Actually, for me, it wasn't just unusual. It was a first. I was made an offer I couldn't refuse. Or at least that's what the top people at the National Enquirer thought. I'm glad they thought that because it emboldened them to put it all in writing. Now, here's this is the key phrase here. Rather than capitulate to extortion and blackmail, I've decided to publish exactly what they sent me, despite the personal cost and embarrassment they threatened. So, wow, Jeff Bezos, they had some compromising photos we're not going to name the photos. But you don't know what they were. Uh, <laughs> right. And this was related to his new girlfriend, who apparently, like, the the truth starts to, more starts to come out, was kind of outed by her brother. Her brother. Uh, like, yeah. so. That sounds like some sibling relationship ooh. that needs to be repaired. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah. Somehow they got all this stuff off her phone or his, we don't know. I love the fact that his security guy is Gavin DeBecker because the only time I ever saw Gavin DeBecker was back in the day when he used to go on Oprah, Oprah and yeah. tell us how, <laughs> how to be safe. So Gavin DeBecker still doing the job. And, like, hey, National Enquirer. But you know, not really that well. I mean, if the, if the pictures got out. right? True. Yes. Yes. But, you know, they always said back in the day, don't pick a fight with someone who buys ink by the barrel. Right. And Jeff Bezos does own The Washington Post. But really, they picked a guy, a fight with a guy who pretty much has mastered the Internet. So good luck with that. Right. You know, we provide a lot of advice to people like do not conduct your extramarital affairs on email. Jeff did that. Do not send nudos, nude photos of yourself anywhere. And Jeff did that. But nudos. I nudos. like it. <laughs> 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 Who knows? That's a new word. 
<laughs> that's a lot cuter than what other people call it. Nudos. Yeah. That's but, a bad uh, idea, Liz. But really, sisters, you know, we never thought we'd have to explain that extortion and blackmail via email is also a bad idea. Like, right. apparently, we need to say that out loud. So, what the heck? Uh, really? Who? Well, it I was mean, interesting to me because it made me realize, like, what is the number of, what is the amount of money you have to have when you just stop giving a hoot? And it's $160 billion. That's it. Yeah. He doesn't give a hoot. Yeah. Like, he just, But yeah. see, to me, this is kind of sad it because sad. if it was just about Jeff and, uh, and his new girlfriend, fine. But it really isn't. I mean, there are other people involved. You know, there were the spouses right. and, you know, the, the children. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, this is my year of the children, a child. And uh, so, I, so, yes, he has a right to, you know, to stand up to extortion and blackmail. But I really wish, you know, he would have handled this privately. You know, I, I wish he would go away about it because because I think this has caused pain uh, to real people. So, oh, I don't. yes, he can do he yes, he can do this. And, you know, and all of that. But um, there are other people. There are other victims here. This isn't just consenting adults. Yeah, uh, I guess no. um, in this case, I get that. But I'd rather maybe he not have the extramarital affair. Like I would do that. But, like, once you're being extorted by an organization who clearly does this as such a matter of just how they do business every day, like, at what point is someone going to push back against this kind of stuff? Right. So I'm, it doesn't take $160 billion to push back, but it probably takes a lot to say, I don't care. There's nothing they can do to harm me. But he didn't need to do that either. I, so I'm happy that he's pushing back and maybe there's a process started. Also, why are we looking at all of these stolen emails and photos and things? I think we, as just consumers of the news, maybe have to say, no, this is wrong. Don't steal things from people and publish them. You know, right. that's right. We should right. start. We should start not clicking on those things. He's a big fish. But would you want your inbox published? No. And it no. just is a sign that someone could. Plus, it's just so stupid to send those photos. It's all, I, I mean, know. It's, it's what so you tell your teenager. Right. Don't, and yes. don't do this. Like, right. I, just don't. Just stop yourself. Like, it's just so stupid. Yeah. So that is kind of shocking. Right. That, like, you could be that person, you know, it's those two people and not think mm-hmm. how stupid this is. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we're back on the case. We're back. <laughs> Back on the not because of its salacious quality, but because it does raise a lot of interesting issues about is there any such thing as privacy anymore? And when your privacy is grossly violated, what can you do about it if you don't have one hundred and sixty billion dollars? Right. Right. There you go. There you go. Still rooting for Jeff Bezos's wife, the uh the novelist. the novelist, yeah, we want her to get a hundred percent of the to fortune now. <laughs> to share the money. So now we're really taking sides. Rooting That's for you. Yeah. <laughs> Rooting for you. All right, we have a satellite sister sports desk. I want to salute Lindsey Vaughn, the great American skier. Lindsey Vaughn retired this week uh, at age what was she thirty four? Yeah, I don't something know. like that. Like a hundred because her body was about one hundred and thirty four after all the things that she had done after eighteen years. Uh, on the circuit as a downhiller and a super G. You know, the downhillers are the people that go 70 miles an hour on skis. It's insane. She had some unbelievable wipeouts and terrible injuries that took years and years to get over in her career. And she, 
I just love her because not only did she win, yes. she won a lot. She's a winning this American skier. She ever. Won, ever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Male, female, the greatest yeah. champion we've ever had by far. Hooray no for question. her. Yes. As yeah. you said in your Twitter this weekend, Leanne, she's a beast. She's a beast. She's just a beast. You got to love her. competitive beast. Like, and she... That was the other thing. She just wore her competitiveness on her sleeve. Like yeah. she wanted to win every time she got, you know, mm-hmm. came out of the gate, which I have to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that she was also just sort of a warm and nice person. Like she had kind of a messy personal life behind mm-hmm. the scenes. She mm-hmm. had a very controlling first husband and she lost contact with her family and then that ended. And okay, the Tiger Woods thing. We don't know. Long have to talk relationship about it. with Tiger Woods. But okay, yeah. like show uh-huh. me that. But, you know, but on the other hand, she was sort of open about all those things. So mm-hmm. I don't really mind that. And I loved when the other skiers around her said she elevated our sport to a level. We did not get that attention, the female yeah. skiers. I and, think that's right, Leanne. That yeah. is, you know, she I she was she was a very glamorous person yes. in addition to being like a really true competitor. Right. So that she did bring a lot of attention to the sport. That's what they said. And she, she supported was... all the other women on the team, the whole team, men and women. Yes. But all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was Hollywood, but she won. Like mm-hmm. that's the difference. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with being That's where you draw the line. Continue to win. Yeah. And my favorite part was when she said this weekend in an interview, they said, well, what are you going to miss about skiing? And she said, going fast. Which, (laughs) yes, that is the point. I mean, that is the whole point of her sport. So, Lindsey Vaughn, we will miss you competing, but Mm -hmm. she'll do something interesting. I mean, I'm sure Mm -hmm. she'll pop up on TV, but who knows? She's a dynamic personality and a fantastic athlete. And I, for one, enjoyed watching her for many years. So, thanks, Lindsey. Good work. All right. And then another sports desk item, the cover story of the New York Times magazine this week was by a writer named Daniel Duane. And it was all about women who surf the big waves. Okay, I do not get the big waves, male or female. This seems like a life-threatening sport, Liam. Yes. Well, it is. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) people routinely drown. Uh, Yeah. Men, women, routinely drown. These are the ones you've seen, these photos of these monster waves, 40 to 50 feet high. Sometimes they're as much as 70 to 80 feet high. There aren't many places in the world where they appear. There are only five or six of them. Uh, One happens to be in Hawaii. One happens to be off the coast of Northern California. Um, You're not allowed to just go out there and surf any day of the week because the Coast Guard doesn't really want you dying. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot of support and stuff. So it's hard to get competitions going and to routinely surf them. They're only, quote, open and you could be there for weeks and weeks and no monster waves materialize. So long story short, this is an interesting article about women seeking parity in the professional realm of this big wave surfer. Mm -hmm. And like, will they ever get the same sponsorship money, opportunities, sponsors that the men get who are real media darlings in this? So if you enjoy a long, richly detailed article on governing bodies of sports How they mess How they really screw up the athletes? Yes. How they manage to keep women down? Yes. Yes. You are going to enjoy this article. And I won't go into the detail. But, Liz, I think of you and your Operation Sea Turtle and and how you shared that journey. Yes. And I know on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group page, I see we have people running ultra marathons and people doing triathlons. and Many people are on a journey. Right. They're Mm -hmm. on. We have some serious athletes in our group. So I want you to think of this your Saturday morning walk, because here's just how one surfer, one female surfer, describes her preparation 
for surfing these big waves, Bianca Valenti. Okay, so she's surfed a lot of smaller waves her whole career, and then she moved up to the big waves. So uh, here she goes. This is what she does. Out of the water. Back home, she jumps off a 10-meter diving platform to overcome fear of long falls, and she practices the breathing techniques of eccentric Dutch athlete and endurance guru Wim Hof, who is known as the Iceman. Because mm, when right. they fall off those giant waves, they literally fall from the top of the wave to the bottom. They yeah. fall like 10, you know, three stories. Yeah. And they go into the water and you can be held under the surf and that's when people die and drown. Mm-hmm. So she practices holding her breath with these special techniques. And then she does this. She works with the guidance of a Stanford neuroscientist and a personal sports psychologist to conjure up, this is the key part for you, Liz, because you have one. Conjure up spirit animals appropriate to the specific surf conditions. So you might want to think about expanding (laughs) beyond the sea turtle. turtle. So here's what she uses. Uh Killer bees, spider monkey, (laughs) and something called a malalo bull kitty, which is a cross between a flying fish, a bull, and a a kitty. (laughs) (laughs) And that exists? Wow. That exists. It's a spirit animal, Liz. It's spirit, a spirit animals animal. are important. That's, I have found. So that yes. really caught my eye. Like she's surfing 80-foot waves. She's falling wow. off them. She's trying not to die as she's being held under the turbulent water for extended periods of time. And you, wow. I know, are going to your aqua aerobics class. Yes. <laughs> but still, spirit animal, I was Liz. back in the pool on Sunday, home from my vacation, <laughs> back in the pool on Sunday. Wow. I was hyperventilating even listening to you read the yeah. part about the breathing exercise. I know. Staying underwater for that long with that kind of surf pounding down on your head. That's when people die. That's That's insane. Sounds terrible. That's when they drown. But it's a fascinating article. It's from the New York Times. We'll put a link at the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. Mm -hmm. But uh, those athletes, they're really incredible. They're they're, they're fascinating to me. Yes. Because in a million years, I would never do that. No. It's like the, it's like. We don't want you doing that, Leah. No. (laughs) And I can tell you what Sheila would say. That sounds awful. Sounds awful. (laughs) All right. When we return on Satellite Sisters, we're going to hear all about the Satellite Sisters trip to Patagonia, Argentina. We can't wait. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. You can can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers (laughs) this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. 
youthful is, your youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right, we're back. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. And this is it. Liz and Julie, take it away. You went yeah. on your 10-day right. hiking adventure excursion mm-hmm. to it Argentina. Was and we heard all about the prep. And now we got to know yeah. what happened. It was nothing like what we expected, Leanne. <laughs> really? Well, well, we didn't really know where we were going, Leanne. That was the first thing you should know. Right, Liz? Here's what I would say. We went through a company called Backroads. And like we paid our own way and everything. So this is not a not a commercial, but the, this tour was called Patagonia Walking and Hiking Tour, Argentina's Epic Lakes, Peaks, and Glaciers. So we kind of had an idea that we would be out in the middle of nowhere hiking. I was mainly focused on my right glute the whole time I was getting ready, right. not really thinking about the the epicness of the adventure we were about to undertake. But when we got there and over the course of the 10 days, it kind of reminded me of remember when our niece Megan was little and she went to see cats on Broadway Uh and she said I know the play is called cats but I didn't realize the whole thing was about cats (laughs) (laughs) and that's the way I feel about glaciers like when they said we were going to be taking in glaciers they were not kidding Rachel it was it was shocking Yeah, well, because I've never seen a glacier and to be up close, to get so close to a glacier, I mean, you're really in awe of, of nature, you know, I mean, they are the size, the sound of the glaciers, uh, you know, everything about it is, is really overwhelming to see. So I have some quick glacier news, Leanne, things that this is breaking news about glaciers, but it broke a million years ago. Sure. So here you go. Um, Because... First of all, the Southern Patagonian ice field is the third largest ice field in the world after Antarctica and Greenland. Did you know that? No. We did not know that, did oh, we, We did not know we were going to the third largest <laughs> no. uh, ice field. Like, we might have... Uh, we might have brought more long underwear, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this this whole, it's called Glacier National Park, so I'm not sure why. Again, it's the cat's analogy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why the whole glacier thing didn't really sink into us, but it's um, the park. The, the glacier itself is 4,826 square miles. So one glacier, the Perito Moreno Glacier, is bigger than the entire city of Buenos Aires, Leanne. Wow. Like, did you know that? No, No. nobody knew that because nobody (laughs) knew there's so many glaciers down there. The second part, why do we care? It's glaciers, right? It's just a bunch of ice. Well, glaciers obviously regulate the climate. They do that by reflecting back sunlight rather than having the earth absorb it. But it's also an important source of fresh water. There's only 3% of all the water in the world 
is fresh. And you know where it comes from, Leanne? Glaciers! <laughs> that I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, glaciers I didn't know. are your friends, Leanne. Yeah. 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 I mean, I knew glaciers were my friends, but I didn't know why. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I have a whole map, which will we'll give you this as part of your, your gift package. Sure. So you can begin to appreciate the power of the glacier. And then the last thing I would just say is that glaciations, you know, you've been in classes where they explain like the Ice Age, they came through and they carved all these things. Right. And you kind of intellectually get that, but I could never really visualize it. Right. But because where we were was so remote, you could really feel and see all of that. The glacier was there, the big lakes, the glacial lakes were there. So it was a way to really and truly understand the effect. Something that happened on Earth, like 150 million years ago. And you're looking at it now, Leanne. Right. You're standing there. You've hiked them the whole way. But you're really looking at it. So <laughs> glaciers, they're a water factory, and they're pretty awesome in general. So that's my breaking glacier news. Uh, you know, they're all still there. I recommend people, like, embrace the glacier. Julie? That's, that's, well, you know, I think, Leanne, when, when I think about the trip to Patagonia, what strikes me most are the elements, I mean, you know, other trips you take, it's about the art or the music. When you go to Patagonia, first the size of it, what you're really dealing with are elements. And I mean, the first is the water. What's I had no idea that the water was going to be so beautiful. It's like turquoise be, mm-hmm. and a, like a milky turquoise because of the glaciers, because this is the glacier runoff and there's a lot of silt from the glaciers in the water. Uh, so it is an absolutely fantastic color that you don't expect. It looks like something from the Caribbean or, you know, yes. the Aegean Sea mm-hmm. or something. The color is turquoise. And I guess they have lakes in other parts of Patagonia that we didn't see that are purple in color because they have a lot of iron ore in the runoff. And so it turns the water purple. I wow. mean, that was amazing. Second thing about the water, Leon, it is so fresh and clean that we, as we were hiking, we could take our water bottles and dip them into the streams or the lake and we could drink the water and you didn't get sick or anything like that. I don't think there's, I've never been anywhere else where you can do it. Even beautiful looking streams and lakes uh, in the US or Canada, you can't do that. No, it's exactly what they tell you not to do. Yeah, never do that. Don't even let your dog drink from it, right? Yeah, right. I mean, you just, (laughs) so that was mind blowing. It was a simple thing, but it was absolutely mind blowing. And it was the most delicious water I've ever had in my whole life. And Leanne, when you washed your hair with this water, Oh. I, I just, it was amazing. It was but it full one of the, body? Uh, one did, of, did you have body? I had body <laughs> finally. Oh my gosh. That's my what, whole life I've never had no. body. What I need to do is wash my hair with glacier water. Who knew? <laughs> okay. This whole thing uh, was who and, knew. I cannot tell you how many times we said that to each other. Look at that. Who knew? <laughs> no idea. Of course, Julie's husband knew, but we didn't know. Yeah, we were. And icebergs, Leanne, first of all, it's very reassuring that when you learned about icebergs in like third grade, that, you know, 10% is above water and 90% is below water. That's still true. Okay. So that was, that was a relief. And we, and we posted pictures that we saw icebergs, Leanne. And then probably I think it will be a highlight of my life is we were on a small boat and one of the, one of the men that worked on the boat was able to chip off a piece of the iceberg and they brought that onto the boat and then, uh, 
chopped it up and we all got to drink, in this case, it was <laughs> Dolce La Leche Cordial <laughs> over an iceberg cube, ice yes. cube. Wow. Dolce de leche, right? which is basically just like caramel. Yeah, it's caramel. So yeah. caramel, it was like caramel and over iceberg. ice, over an iceberg Ooh. ice cube. Wow, okay. that sounds refreshing. That mm. sounds warming and refreshing. Mm-hmm. Just perfect. Yeah, perfect okay. drink. With the so, so you're just chipping away at the iceberg. I I'm gonna just. I know we're gonna get calls on that. So is that a good <laughs> it was idea? Just bobbing but around. it was floating. It was oh, floating. floating in the yeah. lake. Okay. okay, we're not destroying the iceberg. These were little chunks. They're all over the lake, land. It's okay. part of the nature. This these are one of the elements. Second element, the wind. I think we posted some uh, Instagram videos and Facebook videos to illustrate it, but they describe the Patagonia winds as relentless and unstoppable. Uh, what I would add one more adjective, laughable. <laughs> Leanne, think TV weatherman reporting yeah. with those first hurricane winds. You know, you know, I mean, we were leaning into the wind. It was, it was blowing so hard. Uh, right, Liz? Yes. Oh my God. There was one day we were coming back from a hike. I had come back a little bit earlier than Julie because I had not gone quite as far as Julie, but you're walking into the wind on your way back to uh, where our little bungalow was. And it was like a desert oasis where you see your house off in the distance, <laughs> but you can't get there oh because the wind is preventing you from getting there. It was insane. It was comical. There was one it, night where the wind was blowing so hard when we were in the town of uh, El Calafate where we literally thought like the windows would blow in in our hotel room or the roof was going to come off the joint. Really? It was that loud that they give you earplugs in the hotel's land so because you can't sleep because there's so much wind. Okay. It's, yep. it's, that so, sounds crazy. terrible. So <laughs> it, no, but, it, but you have respect for it. I mean, you have, you know, mm-hmm. this is you. I mean, this is an element. You're in the element. I mean, I, one time it knocked me down on the trail. I was coming down the trail and like some gust came. <laughs> came i just it like blew me over we I, we had to strap down our hats we had to just you know really lean into it uh but you know what it was the best air i've ever breathed Liam. <laughs> you i just right. yeah it, it was a lot be. of yeah. it coming at you every day <laughs> and not every day but that was it yeah this the peaks Liam. that's the next element i mean i have to say you know i love the rockies they're fine sierras the alps but those Andes Mountains, mm-hmm. they are magnificent. And I, they're magnificent because they're, they're no foothills. Right. They just, they, it's just the mountains. They're absolutely covered with snow. And they take your breath away, too. With the, yes. Sometimes the wind did. And then other times <laughs> you'd come around the corner and you'd see these peaks or these mountains. And it would stop you in your tracks. Right, Liz? Yes. Yeah. It was just amazing. And, you know, again, Julie's husband, being a geologist, would would be explaining to us, like, how these mountains just sort of pop up out of nowhere, however many millions of years ago. It was incredibly dramatic, like no mountains you've ever seen. Well, they reminded me of the Tetons. You know what? I tried to say that to Julie's husband. I was like, you know what these remind me of? The Tetons. He's like, they're nothing like the Tetons. And then he explains to me, like, (laughs) geologically, they're nothing like the Tetons. But They're you're right. Like it. Because yeah. of the jaggedness of the peaks, I that right they out are of the valley floor. No they foothills. are most reminiscent yes. of the Tetons. I mean, if that's, I ha- it's scientifically unsound, but photographically, yeah. I think I'm not, looking at do your not photos. say that. Do not say that in my husband's <laughs> presence. Okay. 
Fine. Do not repeat that. But Lee and we were hiking and uh, we were led. We had some great leaders on our trip and we also had some local guides. And as we were hiking some of these mountains uh, and peaks, you know, one of the guides that we had, Fred <laughs> Roberto, he was planning to climb uh, one of the, the Serra Tora, which is a 10,000 foot peak. And he was planning to cl- climb the west face of it, Leon, which is an ice wall. Uh-huh. And he was going to do that with an ice pick and with ropes. Wow. Okay. That's how he was going to go up. And there's an 85% chance that he was going to be successful. Uh, but there was also a chance that he was not not going to survive. And that was our mm-hmm. guide for these mm-hmm. peaks, Leanne. You know, here was a man that was going to go up with just some ropes and some carabiners and an ice pick. And he was going to climb what is considered the technically the most difficult peak in all, you know, one in, in, in the, the world. world. Mm-hmm. One, you know, it is. Saratoria yeah. is, yes. Saratoria. Yeah, it's so. like, you know, Everest is for pikers. There are a couple of really hard ones. Saratoria is considered one of the hardest oh, peaks in the world. Okay. And Got so it. there we were with Roberto. And there will be no Facebook pictures, no Instagram, because it's just him and the mountain. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to tell anyone when he did it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, he didn't do it the day we were leading. <laughs> he was leading us. Uh-huh. Like, he didn't take us a turn like, okay, now we're going up the west face of Saratora. We didn't have to do that, Liam. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to mention are the clouds. They have yes. special clouds in um, Patagonia. They're what, what's known as lenticular clouds, and they look like flying saucers. Mm-hmm. They're, I, you've, you've just, and again, it's because of the winds and the mountain formations and the peak. It makes these very unusual cloud formations. In some cases, it, it looks like smoke is coming out of the mountains. They mm-hmm. look like volcanoes almost, but it's not. It's because of the elements. Yeah, and um, it's the kind of thing where it's so fascinatingly, and like at night, you'd be back in the hotel and you'd be looking up like clouds in the books that they had there because it was so... Because there's nothing else to do? Yeah, well, the, <laughs> you're too exhausted to stand up, right? No, because it's just so fascinating and so unusual, the combination of elements. You're like, what is up with those right. clouds? Which is not something I normally say to myself. That's... I have to say, your photos, even though neither of you are, are real photographers, your photos... <laughs> no, I mean, because some people really know how to shoot. Yeah. You guys got some amazing photos on your iPhone. If you're listening to this and you haven't checked out uh, the hashtag at Instagram, Sat Sisters Travel, you can see mm-hmm. everything you're talking about, Julie. The peaks I'm looking at, the blue water, the, the clouds, icebergs. And then there's just that one video where Liz can't speak because the wind is blowing so hard. <laughs> I think oh, that I, I wanted to give you the feel. <laughs> Relentless, unstoppable, yeah. and laughable. Yeah. That's the win. Yeah. And then Lee and Rocks. You know, yeah. you know I've been married to a geologist for 40 years. And for 40 years I've been faking it. Okay. Right. I, I admit it. I mean, like he'll say, Oh, you see that fold? You see those dikes? You see that those uh granites, that church layer? Do you got that? Mm-hmm. How about those ry- rhyolites? Uh, but I finally saw it. It is like such a geology wonderland there that if you've never been able to visualize faults and folds and movements and uh, moraines, the, uh, Patagonia is the place mm-hmm. to go because mm-hmm. yeah, because it's all right there. And it's just, 
it is a wonderland that way, right? Don't you think, Yes, Liz? it's so unspoiled that you really, it's like you get to see the planet just plain, like no humans, like just <laughs> right. before there were any humans, this is what it looked like. There was even, one day we were walking through that valley of fossils, Julie, right? Yes. Which was just mm-hmm. insane. And we're all these 150 million old fossils, like all over. And I literally said to you, like, if a dinosaur walked by right now, I would not be surprised. You feel like you are in this pre-human place on our planet. Like you've gone back in geologic time. That's cool. Yes. That that you can't replicate. Very few places. You have to be, yeah, you have to be there. And then all, all while this, you know, with the wind and the water and the peaks, there's some incredible animals. Uh, we saw oh. condors all the time. Mm. I mean, just soaring above these glaciers. You just, you can't make that up. And we, you know, we, uh, I, you know, I love that. We, we saw hawks and eagles and fox. Uh, we saw a lot of sheep. There was still mm-hmm. a lot of sheep there. And these guanacos, which are kind of like, llama-like animals. But Mm -hmm. what impressed me the most, Leanne, two nights we stayed um, on an estancia that is now part of the national park. Uh, But it used to be owned by an English family. All the members of the English family have have, uh, since passed away. And when they all passed away in the 1930s, they had some cattle um, that that was on this large ranch. And they sold off some of the cattle, but some of the cattle they never were able to, to catch. Well, don't you know it? Some of these cows, you know, they're generational cows, have survived. Oh. And they're wild cows. <laughs> wow. They've gone feral. And, okay, they are. And our guide said, do not get near those cows because they're mean. And even both the male and the female cows had horns, Leanne. Wow. And then we, we only saw them one time and they were held up in the woods way up high, you know, and they just, mm-hmm. well, I mean, how unusual is that? That's that they, they just survive themselves. Nobody helps them at all. <laughs> and and why they, do they you know, grow thorn- horns? I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So wild cows. Okay. okay. Just, just think about that. Do they so, attack? They could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get too close. Yeah. yeah. They will run at you. Yeah. Oh, wow. You are an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that so we tried to put fine, actually. Yeah, you know, and the condors are not that nice either. Okay. You know, you got to be careful of the condors. So and it's wild out there. Leanne. We didn't see any pumas. That's the other thing they have oh. up there. Yeah, yeah. So I we was saw, on the lookout for mm-hmm. them, but we saw uh, puma tracks and puma yes. scat, but like, luckily, no face-to-face puma sightings. So, what was your day-to-day like? Like, we worried so much about the hiking. You talked about it, like how much hiking were you doing? Yeah. Well, okay. The biggest peak there is Fitzroy. It's right next to Cerro Torre. So I think our biggest hiking day, Julie, right, was the Fitzroy day, which was our second day. So I went on the moderate 10-mile hike. Julie and her husband made the final 14-mile surge up. So I I believe that was the biggest, hardest day. Oh, and by the way, raining very hard that day. So and I wore snowing on the top yeah. when I when we when we got up there to Lagos de la Tres. Yeah, it was like this mean, piercing corn snow coming at us, land wow. with high winds. Yeah. yeah, 
So that's your midsummer in Patagonia. This is the peak, warm, balmy part of the year. So I had on 18 layers of clothes, and you have to constantly be adding things, taking them off. I was so grateful every time we stopped to fill our water bottles and the clear gurgling streams just to be able to rest. But I actually succeeded on all of these hikes. I, I felt like all of my training in the fall really paid off. And I know that I had shared my right butt cheek rehab with the entire Satellite Sisterhood. I had no issues. I was worried that, especially that second day, because it was a long time to be out there and you're going up a mountain and down a mountain, that I would exacerbate something. Nope. It was all good. But then here's the thing. When you're on an actual hiking trip, so the hike is 10 miles, then you get to the bottom. And guess what? They don't pick you up in a minibus and drive you back to your hotel. Oh, they don't? Uh, no. They point at the hotel and they say, okay, that's where we're staying. So then you have like another mile and a half to go. I'm oh. like, that was not indicated. <laughs> <laughs> and so. And when we made it down from that 14.6 mile hike, we were walking down the main street in this little town of Chelten, real backpacker town, you know, and, uh, and, but I was walking in the middle of the street, which you could do because there there wasn't really much any traffic. Nobody you know, there. it's the kind of town where a lot of people are climbing up uh, cliff faces, practicing, getting ready for their ascent on Saratory and whatever. But I said to I said to my husband, like, if I have to move over and get up on the curb, I don't think I can do that additional <laughs> elevation. I was done in. I was was walking back that final mile with my friend Judy, my college friend who was with us. And like halfway home, we stopped at a brew pub and we had a beer. (laughs) (laughs) We needed a little bit of sustenance before we made it all the way back to the hotel. Before the ascent. There were were days that were super hard. But you know what? There's a, a big advantage. As I said, we were part of a tour group. So the people we were with were super great. There were like 16 of us all together. And the kind of people that opt into a vacation like that, they're fun and they were fun to be with. And No you know, winers, land, not a single no. winer. Yeah, we had goodness. everybody no. with totally gung-ho. And all of the guides were fantastic and fascinating to talk to. So even even when we stopped to to get a beer that day, one of the, uh, Alessandro was one of our guides. He sort of came in and bought around for us. There were just four of us. And you just continue to talk about the mountain and the experience and you learn about the culture and the history. And, you know, part of the reason it's so unspoiled there is because, you know, the, the Western explorers only got there like 100 years ago. I mean, there were native wow. peoples there. There were indigenous peoples there, of course, but the Europeans, like, it's fairly recent. So anyway, it was just uh, all of it. There were days that were super hard, and there were other days where it just, you could not believe your eyes. So, and I enjoyed having that all be organized for us because there were times where we were in places that were so remote, I don't think you could possibly get there on your own. Yeah, so yeah, like, and they good. gave you very good information about the uh, about the trails. All the trails were in excellent condition too. That's oh, one that's thing. Good. Uh, yes. A big shout out to Argentina. They were excellent. So you know they were well marked, and they you know when you had to go over a stream, the you know the logs were very stable. Everything was in good shape. So which was a good thing. It was when I was on the logs going over the stream that I thought if I get blown into that. <laughs> Oh my God. That lake or that stream. I'm going to die out here. But no. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more of this. I have a couple more questions. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. 
You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is <laughs> what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy <laughs> meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right, we're back. Okay. I want to make a couple of other comments about the vacation, about yes. like lessons from the vacation. Yes. One of the lessons for me is that it is super fun to plan an active vacation like this that then you have to train for or you're anticipating it for it for many months. Wasn't that part fun, Julie, that like by the time we got there, we were so psyched to be there and we were ready. So maybe you don't have to go on a 14-mile hike up and down a mountain, but some other thing that you always want to try to sort of put it out there for six months and get ready for it makes the whole vacation more fun. Yeah, I agree with that, Liz. Yeah. And then another thing, as I mentioned, the people who were with us were super fun. There were husbands and wives. There were fathers and sons. There was a pair of sisters. And one other super handy thing, I don't know why this happened, like half the people in our group were doctors, right, Joel? Oh, my God. We were so happy. Liz and I had that conversation. Like, (laughs) we were really glad we had quite a few, quite a bit of medical personnel on the trip. Because one of the other things my husband said is there's no way a helicopter can land where we were. So the emergency helicopter, which was our fail-safe system, you know, if we had fallen off the mountain, they were not going to be able to get a helicopter in there because of the high winds. So, yes. <laughs> so we needed, we needed, all, we, we, they were, we, we had a great group of people. Yeah. We probably didn't need a fun. neonatologist. And the thing about hiking is you end up chatting, you're, you're talking and walking mm. with a different group of people, depending on your speed, where mm-hmm. you are. And so that was very fun too. And mm-hmm. somehow, and I think most satellite sisters know this, that when you're doing something with other people, it makes it more fun. It yes. makes it, it makes it easier. And, you know, we had some great conversations yeah. Um, yeah. over the course of the vacation. Mm-hmm. One last thing I'll say, I feel like we as a group, the four of us added to the overall success of the trip, mainly because the role Julie's husband could play. Oh. Once everyone figured out that Julie's husband is a geologist, the, the guides, by the way, were super knowledgeable. So they had a lot of knowledge. But the really like 
big geology kinds of questions. He was really enjoying his Indiana Jones moments, sort of explaining to people what they were looking at. So I felt like he added a lot of value to the whole group, Jules. So that was good. Yes, so that's you try always travel with a geologist when going to Patagonia. <laughs> Finally, someone cared. <laughs> yes. trem has been telling us about that stuff on road trips for years. And we have not cared. We've we never not cared. really given him his due. Everybody cared in Patagonia. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the name of the company you used was Backroads. Backroads, yeah. People will ask. Yeah, we'll put a link in uh, in our show notes. They have a lot of trips all over the world. I know people that have gone on Backroads trips, like biking trips in Europe, that kind of thing. But I liked the hiking and walking. I thought it was great. I'm not not a bike person. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. And if, the, if there's one thing I hate. I dislike more than hiking, it's biking. <laughs> okay. Well, good, and This is right up your alley, then. Be sure to check it out for your next family vacation. It's not for everyone, but if it's for you, it's really fun to do. I have it was to say, it's very like, satisfying. It's like the Galapagos trip, the swimming. We yes. really had to to. You train. had to be ready for that. You had to yeah. be ready. Yeah. The swimming wasn't easy, mm-hmm. like the, scuba, the snorkeling and stuff like that. And then I, I did the long haul swim. So that is fun. So I do like active things. Yes. Just not, not not those two activities. Or <laughs> okay, <laughs> just not those two. <laughs> but you'd enjoy the geology more than you thought you would. That's what no, I would that say. I believe because yeah. I mean you can go to our own wonderful national park system, and when you're in places, I mean Yellowstone yeah. is an incredible park. I know uh, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. I know you've never even been to Yosemite. Okay, can I just say this? Like when I was in Argentina, yeah. I I saw several of my Argentinian friends who live in Buenos Aires, and two of them said. I can't believe it. I am born and raised in Buenos Aires. I have never been to Patagonia. And I was like, really? Come on, people. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I've never been to Yosemite. <laughs> so, yeah, I I need to just shut up. And, like, I drive by Yosemite every time I go every to time. Bend. Yeah. And I just yeah, have never, never pulled off the road. So. Right. It's on my list, Leon. Yeah, I mean, when you see in Yellowstone, you can see how the glaciers cut that Yellowstone River. It's yeah, to say it is the same thing. Like, oh, it's right there in front of you. You so, understand for the first time right, how right. the Earth got formed. Right, it's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. All right, so next week we're going to hear about what? What's the second part of this trip? Well, now we're going to talk about Argentina, about mm-hmm. the culture, the people we met, and a very special satellite sister who we had dinner with. Oh, yeah, this was the best. We want to give her a special do. We posted in the on the Instagram, at Sat Sisters, about our satellite sister, Chris, who's a listener who wrote to us and said, is there any chance my husband owns a restaurant in the St. Elmo neighborhood in Buenos Aires? Like, I know it's crazy to ask you to come for dinner, but would you ever come for dinner? So we went for dinner, Leanne. And it was we had, awesome. We had a fantastic time. Oh, I can tell you all about it. And her insights about Buenos Aires, about Argentina, about where she sees her country going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. fantastic. So okay. there's lots more to tell you. Great. And then do you have the next trip planned? Was that what you did like on the last <laughs> night? You guys going someplace? Absolutely. I've started looking. I don't know about you, Liz. Have you? But, but you know, mm-hmm. this, you have to like, yeah, you do have to do preparation. You can't rush into it, you know, for a <laughs> lot of reasons. But, uh, 
you know, I, I think it's fun to think about other places in the world that you might want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm proud of you guys because it did look like a, a you know, a, a trip where you really had to work. You did. You plan. did. Mm-hmm. You did a fantastic job over there on Instagram posting mm-hmm. stuff. You're going to post a real blog post. With yes. Photos yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That too. The one thing I refuse to do, Leanne, was the trail ride. Because the way you feel about bikes, I feel that way about horses. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that I would be three on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you also don't like horses. Well, you're more limited. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just also didn't want to do anything to re-injure that right glute. And right. I was just feeling like sitting on a saddle, like anything could have happened. So I, yeah. pa- I passed on the trail ride. Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking but forward to But I did love the gauchos. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, they were. And you had some pictures, pictures of Pictures of gauchos. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about gauchos next week. Yeah. Great. And chaps. We had some just outstanding leather chaps that we got to wear when we were mm-hmm. tromping through the um, through the fields um, on the ranch. And uh, they Liz looked hot in them. She looked really good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a few things. First, we want to have a big announcement about uh, satellite sister Ruthie, Sheila's daughter. So a couple of weeks ago when Sheila was on the show, she told you that Ruthie was getting married, her daughter getting married in uh, in the, the summer. August. But mm-hmm. before then, something special is happening. Julie, did you have that information? Right. I mean, well, you, we, you, you have all heard of the South by Southwest uh, conference. And this is a big conglomerate festival of film, interactive media, music, uh, conferences. And it's held in Austin, Texas in mid-March. It is a big deal. And what is really exciting is this year, Rainbow Ruthie, which is uh, our our niece's uh, TV pilot, got selected for the South by Southwest uh, conference, uh, and so uh, they she is going to be. I hope Ruthie's going. I, yes, I yes, re- yeah, yeah. So she's going to be down there in Austin, and she's they're going to uh, they're going to air her TV pilot, which is uh, the story of Rainbow Ruthie, and I love it because what's Ruthie wrote it and directed it, and it's the story of 35-year-old Ruthie, who is grieving her her father's death, and she is a self-described hot mess. Um, But she rewatches her public access show that she did as a teenager. And long before there was YouTube, there was public access. And she had a show when she was a teenager called Rainbow Ruthie. She used to do it from her apartment. And this is true. This is not made up. Ruthie really has the footage. Yeah. And so she that's a real the real part of it. But she's written a TV pilot about the 35 year old Ruthie trying to pull herself together. And she discovers that, uh, you know, one of her ex nemesis is now this nauseating and extremely popular social media star. (laughs) And so Rainbow Ruthie, the 35 year old, is trying to, you know, uh, to recreate that. And and that's the premise for her um, TV pilot. So it sounds great. It looks great. You can, we'll put the link for the, um, for you the, can watch you know, the trailer. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, for the trailer up there. And we wish Ruthie a lot of success. I know it's going to be a big hit. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure people in the yeah. listening audience are going to South by Southwest. So Rainbow Ruthie, the screening is on the schedule. Check it out. Yeah, that's an actually that's a competition, too. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. So she applied. She was accepted. That's fantastic. Let's see. And Liz, you want to, we have time for probably just one more. What did you, you want to tell us something about what's happening in Minnesota? Okay. This is an assignment, Satellite Sisters in Minnesota. I know there are many, many of you. I read this story in the New York Times over the weekend that there is a brand new production of Hair being staged at Theater 55 in Minneapolis. 
Theater 55 focuses on actors and artists who are over the age of 55. So I just want you to picture kind of a 55-plus production of Hair, which is described in the New York Times. I don't want to do that, Liz. They said the age of Aquarius uh, with an abundance of unapologetic wrinkles, dad bods, and artificial joints. So let's just say it's not the hair you're used to from your youth. So... You people have to go see it and report back on your findings. Uh, Please, somebody in Minneapolis, go see this and do a post in the Facebook group about what it's like to see the 55-plus crowd be the free love hippies in hair. It just sounds fantastic. What is it, a community theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Theater 55. That's all all they do. And he says, the guy who's in charge, this Brent Burheim, um, who is, oh, he's one of the people in the cast. He's like, we're not trying to pretend that we're 20-somethings. Thank you, Brent. We're for that. So please see it and report back on your findings. But don't post any nudos in the Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it clean. Keep it clean there in the Facebook group. Keep it clean. Bringing it back around, Leon. Good work. Thank you. That's my job. All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering and editing Satellite Sisters. Thank you, Sergio. We had fun while you were gone. Now we're back. It sounded great. Uh, We would also like to thank our sponsors for this week's show, Harry's, ZipRecruiter, Third Love and Rothy's. Thank you for supporting Satellite Sisters and thanks to the Satellite Sisterhood for supporting the people that support us. Next week on the show, more about Argentina, Argentina, the country, the culture. We're going to cover it all. Uh, First, our to-do list. Julie, what do you have happening on your to-do list? Anything? I I have to buy a new wallet. I bought a wallet yesterday and it was a total fail. I mean, I've used it. I can't return it, but everything falls out of it. So I don't, I just... That's bad. That's sort of the opposite of what a wallet is supposed to do. do. I know. It's a total fail. I used a rubber band fairly successfully for like eight years. So uh, you might want to give it it a whirl. I use a binder clip. (laughs) Okay, that's no help. (laughs) It totally works. What does a binder clip do? It binds things together, Julie. Good point, Liz. Uh, Liz, what do you have on your... Well, Leon, tonight is the uh, best in show in the Westminster Dog Show, oh. right? And yeah. and I noticed that in some of the early rounds, one of the dogs that made it into best in show is a dog called the Havanese. And, oh. and you know, Hooper is not anything, right? Hooper is a Mr. Potato Head dog. But um, many people look at him and they say, oh, is he a Havanese? So I've just decided I'm going all in on rooting for my new breed is the Havanese. And I'm rooting for the Havanese to win tonight. Oh. Fantastic. But it's fun, no matter who wins. Tonight's the, the best in show yeah. night? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll tune into that. What All do you right. have, Leanne? Well, I have to say I feel triumphant. I mean, I have already secured a Valentine's Day gift. Wow. So, uh, so my Ooh. to-do list is fairly open, and this is it. I'll just announce it right here. Hold on to your hats. What I got us, us was couples golf lessons. Oh, God. <laughs> it's happening. We're okay, playing, we're playing You've golf. You've become those people. We're playing golf and we're terrible. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I would just like to be less terrible. Like, I'm not going on the LPGA. You can't stand being. I can't. Yeah. It's just. It it's would your be, competitive instinct, Leanne. You can't stand it. that it would be more enjoyable to not hit the ball sideways. Like 50% of the time. You know, uh-huh. 50% of the time it goes straight. And the other 50%, it goes into the lake. Um, yeah. Like behind me. So uh-huh. Okay. And so Leanne's going to go out on the links and she's never coming back, Liz. That's because it. Because this is how it works. That's it's it. It's just one lesson begets another I lesson. Know. 
I did it. Then you're going on golf trips. You're going to Scotland. She's going to have to go to golf camp. She's going to join a golf team. She's going to start wearing skorts around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I might. I just might. I was actually looking up golf camps online this week, and I was like, those are a little pricey. So I'm going to start with the six-pack of lessons at the public course a half a mile from our house. Okay. So I got us a six-pack, three three lessons each, and I said, I want a teacher that just is used to mediocre adults. Do you have someone who specializes in, you know— we're pretty good athletes who refuse to take lessons. Do yes. you have any of those? So, take, uh, take direction of any kind, really. So yeah, that's, probably, that's I feel good. like it's a good, good I luck. feel like it's a good gift. Though. Yes. I feel like it's a winner gift. It's active, it's action oriented. It's original. I, yes. I know it's golf, people, but yeah. it's yeah. it's happening. Yeah. I would, it could be bad for the rest of my life or I could be slightly better. So uh-huh. I just want to be slightly slightly better. So that's Again, it. You're channeling your inner Lindsay Vaughn. That's it. She's trying to be better. That's it. So I got to get my golf spirit animal. What would that, <laughs> what would that be? A sloth? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> no, that's, that's Very not funny. right. You need a lot of Maybe, maybe go with the wild cow. Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. All right. Actually, the Canadian geese, because we have a lot of those on our golf courses. Oh. They're scary. You have to shoo them away. <laughs> when they get Uh, Yeah. Okay, it's not Patagonia, Liam. It's not. I know, Liz. I know. All right, that's it for Satellite Sisters. Thanks so much. We want to encourage you, if you like the show, to to rate us. Do we do that, Liz? Yes. Review us, rate us, (laughs) and tell your friends. Sure. You know, the most important thing for us is that you tell your friends what you're listening to. Right. If we're one of your favorites, say so. There you go. Share the sisters. That's what we always encourage. And uh, have a great week, sisters. You too, Liam. You too, Liam. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.